listener production. US and European stocks consolidate overnight following last week's improvements. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Tuesday ahead of the Reserve Bank's policy meeting. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 7th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, it looks like stocks have put themselves in the spelling paddock. Yes, Tom. Happy Melbourne Cup Day to our Victorian friends. They're obviously having the day off, aren't Indeed, they? Indeed, they enjoy a national holiday and it's well-deserved. So um, I hope you're uh, well-rested and uh, in good mindset to deal with the odds makers today because it really is their Christmas, isn't it? It is, but the champagne may be flat after the Reserve Bank <laughs> meeting at 2.30pm. Yes, we'll move it may on. have a bitterness to it. But in, let's just reflect on what's happened in Euro, US trade. So uh, we're in the latter stages of the session, just uh, under an hour remaining, and we've got the Dow Jones down by around 0.1%, the S&P 500 down 02 with a similar decline for the NASDAQ. And we have got the SPY futures indicating the local share market will kick off with a loss as well, down by around 0.4% or about 26 points. So I suppose this move uh, last session needs to be put in the context of what we saw last week, Ryan, where the US markets had their best week this year, the S&P 500 up by around almost 6%. The decline today, just loose change compared to that improvement. Well, we have seen stocks edge lower in the US overnight, Tom, and Wall Street's really struggled to maintain the momentum from last week's strong rally. And in this situation, typically you see consolidation, investors digesting what happened last week and then awaiting Fed speak this week. We've got Jerome Powell speaking on consecutive days. We have a lot of US Federal Reserve speakers at the same time. And what we are seeing are traders betting the US Federal Reserve officials may lean against the recent easing in financial conditions by saying they will keep their options open on monetary policy. I mean, if you just pull back, Ryan, whenever you see very big moves, as we spoke about yesterday, uh, 6% for the S&P 500, you saw a rate cut of a quarter of a percent last week for the 10-year government bond in the United States. It's pretty easy to understand why these stocks have rallied to the extent that they have. It's reasonable that they have a spell now. A lot of expectations at the moment around the potential for the end of the US Federal Reserve's rate-hiking cycle, and everyone's got excited about that. Traders are now betting the Fed will hold interest rates steady in December. Those bets are standing at 90%, and there's about an 80% chance the first policy easing will come as soon as June, according to the latest pricing. Just let's uh, take a look at some of the stock-specific moves last night. If there was a theme that stands out, it is that your large-cap megatech leviathans are the ones that are attracting the most attention from buyers. You've got Apple up by about a percent, similar outcome for Microsoft, Amazon, and NVIDIA up by around a half of 1%. Meta and Alphabet up by a little less than that. So they are really providing the foundation for the market's modest gains today. Uh, At its best, the S&P 500 was up by a third of a percent. At its worst, it was down by a quarter. So really not much conviction one way or the other, Ryan. No, there's not. So we have seen stocks broadly edge lower, and it's really on the back also of some downgrades. So we have seen shares of entertainment giant Paramount Global. That's down about 9.5%, the biggest drag on the S&P 500. It had a rare double downgrade from Bank of America, 
And what we did see there is the bank noting that there's not significant opportunities to sell part of that business. Solar Edge has been a bit of a whipping boy of the markets lately. Demand for solar has been very weak. It's down 8.1% after a downgrade from Wells Fargo. And then shares of Albemarle, they'll be interesting for Australian investors given its lithium presence. It's down 7% after UBS lowered its rating to neutral from buy. It sees future risk to lithium volume growth which could affect Albemarle's earnings. They did uh, lower their uh, sales expectations, Albemarle, so that will be important. Eli Lilly is a conspicuous improver. Uh, they are up in the order of around 4%. They've had a, quite a decent tailwind since reporting their earnings last week, and part of the reason for that is that they've been granted FDA approval for a new drug to bolster what's already been a very strong year of revenue growth for Eli Lilly. Their revenue grew 37% in the last year, so the new uh, drug, Omvo, uh, it's uh, to treat ulcerative colitis, and it's expected to generate uh, more than a billion dollars worth of revenue over the course of the next six years, Ryan. That's not a bad little earner. Certainly is. And one of your favorite stocks, Tom Bumble, it's down 5.7% as the dating app operator said founder Whitney Wolf heard an appropriate name will step down as chief executive. So that'll provide a little bit of disappointment for some. Thanks for the memories, Whitney. Uh, in any case, the European experience, we had similar declines. They were modest in their scale. The UK market down by a third of a percent, the French market down by a half, German market down by a third of a percent. The stock 600 index was down by around 0.2 of a percent. So there wasn't much to stand out in the European picture. Uh, BioNTech uh, reported earnings, Ryan. Uh, earnings per share bettered expectations considerably. Uh, 67 cents compared to 35% was the market's expectations. The shares up by around 4%. And what we did see in Europe overnight was a rebound in government bond yields, similar to the United States, and that halted a seven-day winning streak for real estate stocks, which fell 2.9%. My favourite airline, Ryanair, climbed 5.3% after Europe's largest airline by passenger numbers because everyone's obviously a little bit tight when it comes to spending in Europe when it comes to flying, uh, forecast a record annual profit. So uh, that was one of the key characteristics. But if we just move our attention to bond markets quickly, Tom, we did see a bit of a sell-off there. So bond yields have lifted by about 10 basis points for both the 10-year and the two-year US Treasury. The 10-year is at 4.66% and the two-year is at 4.93%. The reason for that is we are seeing a heavy slate of new corporate debt issuance in the United States today. In fact, there's about 10 companies that are issuing. And we have seen, of course, the weakness in European government bond markets contributing to that. We did see German government bond yields up about nine basis points too. But we've got, as I mentioned earlier, a whole heap of Fed speakers this week. And we've also got some significant auctions to report. So the US Treasury set to auction 48 billion of three-year notes on Tuesday, 40 billion of 10-year notes on Wednesday, and 24 billion of 30-year notes on Thursday. So Ryan, of course, the first Tuesday of every month is synonymous with the famous uh, running of the Melbourne Cup, but uh, there's another important race that will be run, and that will be at the Reserve Bank. We're expecting to see new Governor Michelle Bullock lift the cash rate by 25 basis points today, taking the cash rate to 4.35%. That would be the first move higher after four consecutive meetings on hold. We expect the inflation path to be raised through the forecast horizon in its quarterly update. We get the yep. statement of monetary policy on Friday. This would be consistent with the new Governor's communication, a tightening bias to be retained, 
and we have seen a reacceleration in inflation and a tight labour market. And, and of, of course, what the global move for higher for longer rate expectations, Tom. Indeed. So whilst um, all of that is very important, just in terms of a big picture communications piece, the market had trouble in terms of interpreting Governor Lowe's communication um, from time to time. This is an opportunity to clear the decks, uh, establish a different paradigm when it comes to communication on the part of the Bullock administration. There's a lot riding on this outcome in terms of credibility, Ryan, I would put it to you. Well, downstairs at the Commonwealth Bank's Global Markets Conference recently, the Governor, Michelle Bullock, said the board will not hesitate to raise the cash rate further if there is a material upward revision to the outlook for inflation. I think we've seen that. So if she's true to her word, she'll lift interest rates. Indeed. So uh, the Australian dollar, which has been the beneficiary of a moderation in the US dollar, has actually done reasonably well overnight. It's trading just short of 65 US cents as we record, so 64.9 in the interest of precision. Uh, A rate hike today, Ryan, you'd uh, tend to think that the Aussie dollar would consolidate just above 65 US cents under those circumstances. You'd think so, Tom. We've got some weakness in the US dollar, and also at the same time, we have seen iron ore around its highest level since March. That's providing a tailwind for the Aussie dollar at the same time. A big day, the first Tuesday of November. Have a great day. Hope the turf accountant treats you well. Just be wary of those prices that he offers and count your fingers after you shake his hand. Giddy up. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.